What is happening guys? Back with another episode of the CBM Effect. I hope that whatever you are up to, you're good. Hopefully you've been enjoying the, the warm weather this week. Um, I know I have not been doing anything exciting because <laughs> we're still on a diet, but it's amazing what that warmer weather outside will do just to your overall energy, your mood, um, that serotonin levels. It just regulates everything. Uh, you just feel so much better for it. Even went as far as to go out for dinner today, well, lunch today uh, in the sun, which for me on prep is something I don't normally do. Um, but yeah, steak and vegetables can be done. You can replicate these things. And if I can do it uh, at relatively low body fat levels, um, there's absolutely no reason why you can't enjoy these social occasions. I won't deny that it did come with a little bit of fear around it. I, I will be the first to admit that. But um, I've got no doubt that everything was dealt with fine uh, and I've acted accordingly so that's just a little side bit uh, like if you want to be going out for nice meals on these sort of days like you can bank up calories you can um, have sort of rough alternatives to what you were going to have if you were at home like I would have had a steak and mashed potatoes today anyway um, so it pretty much replicates that um, on to the topic of today is one that's probably people don't want to hear and that is the um, the age-old question of are you even ready to diet? Now, everybody, want, well, I say everybody, people that want to lose weight, they want to look good, they want to feel good, they want to do it here and now. They don't want to wait to tomorrow, they don't want to wait to next week, they want everything in front of them here and now. Um, and sometimes that is just not something that's viable um, for reasons that we're going to delve into today. Um, a lot of the times people will jump into something with absolutely no experience of any form of, of plan or following any form of regime. Um, perhaps they're jumping from one concept to another. Perhaps they try diet after diet after diet and they're just yo-yoing up and down. Um, and I think that right, that right there can create a big problem uh, in the sense of how are you able to stick to a diet and go on a deficit, which can be stressful in the body if you can't get through one successful day of adhering to something now. Um, and there, there's different ways that we can look at this today. But I want to consider the first one that I feel a lot of people will um, resonate with here, and that is your dietary history. Um, for those of you that have tried different diets in the past, be that Slimming World, be that Keto, be that low carb, I don't even know the rest of the sorts, um, but you know what I mean, you get the gist and your body is, is used to low, low calories, then you need to understand that that is a stressed body and that is a body that will be non-responsive. Do you ever find that you're eating low calories, but you just can't seem to make progress? Um, now, if we assume that all factors are accurate and that your tracking is accurate and that you're not off the ball, then we need to consider that your body is not primed to go on a diet right now. Um, and the more body fat you have, the particularly true this can be. Um, even uh, that goes for all body fat levels, to be fair. If you want to make progress and you feel like you can't and you've had a lot of history where you're dieting, then you need to relieve some dietary-based fatigue. You need to get your body back into a place of homeostasis where everything is regulating nicely. Uh, and that can involve spending time away from dieting and actually upping calories. Um, we also need to consider this. Can you stick to a consistent amount of food per day? Are you yo-yoing up and down where maybe some days you'll eat really low calories and the next you'll eat really high and then it's a little bit more and a little bit less? And and that in itself is, is not good enough um, for the body to react and respond to. You need to be able to treat your body um, with a consistent rate of fuel. 
Um, I, I've made the analogy, I might have even made it on the last podcast, where you treat it like a log fire. Um, the more often you put the wood in and the better quality of the wood to the fire, the better it's going to burn. The less frequent the, bur- the wood, the less quality, the worse it's going to burn. So we need to try and get things in a consistent rate straight away. Uh, and I think that we need to address those factors first. So we need to think about the fact of, right, let's just make sure I can get consistent at eating the same amount of food each day or each week. Now, depending on the caloric structure, maybe you've got seven day rate, maybe you've got a high day in there, maybe you've got two high days in there, maybe you do workout, non-workout days. But first and foremost, you need to get your body to a place where it is getting good at utilizing the food you give it every single day. And that is going to be given it through the same amount of foods, give or take very small. Like say, for example, ladies, you've got a a 1600 calorie target and then some days you'll hit 1600 some days you'll hit 1800 other days you'll hit 1100 that is not going to give the body what it wants that is not going to set it up for success you couple that up with a poor dietary history where your body is non-responsive then first of all you need to get really good at hitting 1600 calories a day first uh, and allow your body to thrive on that your body loves regularity and routine and the more you can give it the more it's going to soak up and thrive on that Uh, and then from there you need to spend time gradually, slowly building up your calories to get it to a better set point to get your body to what we would call an accurate maintenance where it can maintain your body weight, your body composition without changing anything. Uh, and I feel like these are pre- prerequisites for a diet that are a must, particularly those that have never had any success in dieting before. Like if you've had diets before and you've made great progress, you've seen some great results and you're not new to this, this might be a little bit of a different story. There's ways and means around that. But I feel like you need to ask yourself, how accurately do I track my food day to day? How consistent is that rate of of intake? Um, And am I struggling to see progress? Because those are some of the things you're going to have to consider. So maybe uh, we're coming up to the end of April. Guys, this applies for you too. Maybe you need to spend anywhere from three to six months building your calories up to a much better set point. Um, This is obviously going to depend on the individual. It's going to depend on your weight. It's going to depend on your height, your muscle mass, um, your current set point. Um, I've had guys came to me eating 1,500 calories and then over time, um, a a period of a good six months, we've doubled his caloric intake um, and there's been absolutely no detriment to his body composition. There's been no detriment to body fat gain, but his body is now responsive. And guess what? We're now beginning to actually diet him down. Uh, and he's going to feel so much better. And he'll never have to go down to 1,500 calories again, not unless he wants to get incredibly, incredibly ripped, which is not the goal here. Um, and, and that's why you need to look at these things from the big-term picture. Like, yeah, summer's around the corner, but you're going to end up feeling frustrated. You might even suffer mentally because you're not seeing the progress you want to. And that can put you around in a yo-yo where you don't feel like you're ever making any progress and you can get in that mindset of what's the point. When in actual fact, you just need a route to get you there that you need to look past six weeks and think six months, think a year. So if you're one of those individuals, then yeah, maybe the best bet would be you're going to get in the best shape of your life next summer. Uh, And I know that can be tough to hear and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. Um, But the reality of it is you can listen to me and you can get in the best shape of your life or or you can sit fanning about week to week, month to month, and continue on this trajectory where you're not getting where you want to be. Um, and, and I don't really feel like there's another way around that. Um, you either need to allow yourself to, first of all, get consistent with that rate of food and then up it over time. Now, depending on the individual again, that could be increments of 100 calories a, a day. Uh, up to maybe 150 and maybe you hold that for two or three weeks maybe a month depending on the rate of gain and then you do it again uh we also need to consider your set points as well now let's say perhaps that you're you're good at 
having your consistent rate of food each day and that your body is responsive, but your body fat levels are really quite high compared to where you want to be, but your output's already really high. Let's say you're training six days a week. Let's say you're doing 20,000 steps a day. And on top of that, you're doing like two hours of cardio a week. That is what we call a bad set point. In an ideal position, you want to be able to go into a dietary um, phase with your calories as high as possible and your output as low as possible. Now, obviously, we need to consider the enjoyment factor of this. Like, if you like doing, um, if you like doing two hours of cardio a week, and if you like, if you have no option but to do twenty thousand calories a day because you've got an incredibly labor-intensive job that involves you being on your feet all day, then there's no two ways about that. It just means that food has to be higher, and it highlights the importance again of keeping calories in a in a good spot. Um, I see no reason why anybody, well, let's go, any girl, first of all, should be spending any amount of time, 1500 calories or less for longer periods of time, just day to day life. Same with guys. I don't see the need to, for you to be under 2000. Um, in fact, I'd much rather see you up closer to two and a half, maybe a bit more depending on the individual. Um, but we need to consider these factors going into it. And that is your set point. So again, maybe spending a bit of time reducing your steps where possible especially if you're someone that obsesses over going out for movement um it can really result in a sort of yo-yo binge like eating environment where perhaps you can't keep your calories regulated day to day you overeat one day but then you're like oh it's fine because i'm just going to go and do five thousand extra steps today i'm going to do an hour on a treadmill uh, and that is what we call um almost punishment where you're over restricting or overcompensating and that is only ever going to lead to a negative relationship with not only food but with body image uh, and it's never going to get you anywhere to where you accurately want to be so rather than do that we need to spend time building up your calories as i say we need to bring down your set point um, and we need to understand and embrace that even if you do go overboard overcompensating with output is not going to fix it like as I say, your body will thrive on routine. Let's go back to a lady's example. Let's say we can build you up to 2,000 calories a day and you can hit 8,000 steps a day and you can do an hour of cardio a week, three workouts a week. Do that consistently day in, day out. You're going to thrive so much more than someone who's on, say, 1,400 calories to 1900 calorie range across the week. Um, their steps can range anywhere from 3000 to 20,000. Their cardio will be sporadic. Um, really giving your body the best chance for success will be regulating routine. Um, and that comes from prior planning and stuff. Like I've got, I've done this on other podcasts. I really do believe that the key to success is being able to actually plan out your days and plan out your weeks and figure out what you're going to do and when and where. And not only that, but have backup options. Um, we need to just embrace the fact that it might be a bit outside your comfort zone and you might not want to do it. But guess what? You don't want to look the way you do right now. You don't want to feel the way you do. You want to be able to create change and something's going to have to give. Uh, and that's just the blunt reality of it uh, and that we need to consider that. So we've kind of nailed down some of the factors initially as to what we need to address pre-diet. Um, so let's say, for example, let's take a timeline right now. We're about to go into April. So let's say you spend perhaps we say six months that would bring us to october that's where you spend six months bringing up your calories 
you're bringing down your output gradually at a time. Like I say, never taking more than a couple thousand steps off, taking away half an hour to 45 minutes of cardio, um, increasing your steps by 100, your calories by 100 to 150. And you do that until you're at a nice maintenance set point. And as I say, during this time frame, you're never actually going to gain body fat if you do it accurately the way I'm saying, where you keep good balance within your routine, where you keep the majority of your food quality be good and you're not binging up and down, over-restricting, over-compensating. Um, and then that brings you to October. Okay. So now maybe say we've reached a maintenance, we've reached a really good standpoint, performance in the gym is going up and you're liking how you look. Well, summer, let's say you've got a holiday in July 2023, that gives us seven months, that gives us nine months to play with. So why don't we maybe do four months where we maybe go on a slight surplus, really look to maybe build a little bit of tissue. We can uh, look to further increase gym performance there. So that brings us October, November, December, January, enter February, and then you can begin to come back down. And there is a high chance, especially if you have a really bad set point, that by the time you finish your diet in July, you'll still be on a better place than you were when you started the pre sort of the maintenance phase in the first place. Uh, and it's just having that awareness. But like I say, it's also investing into the long term picture. Like you could suffer for a few months. But guess what? After summer, you're going to feel like shit and you're going to put it all back on and you're going to repeat that process. Um, and that's what we need to consider. And in this six month time frame that I'm speaking about where you up everything and you decrease your output, not only are you going to keep your body composition a better check, you're going to allow more glycogen into the muscles. So you're going to have a better look to your body. Your energy levels are going to be higher because you're going to sleep better because there's lower stress. And you're going to have more energy through food. You're going to have better conversations. You're going to have a better work balance. You're going to have better relationships. All these things come into it. Like it, it's not just the scale weight in itself. We need to look at factors beyond the obvious of how you physically appear. It's how are your relationships? How is your performance within work, within life, uh, within the gym? All these things. Uh, and if you're so fatigued and your your gym performance is going up and down, then you're not going to be able to change. So as we're doing that, we can really look to increase our performance. Um, because we know that in order to give our bodies a reason to change, we need to give it a reason to change, sorry. And that's where we can look to do that. Uh, and as, as you can already hear, there, there are many pieces to the puzzle here. Like there's a reason that loads of people are always needing to like get in better shape. There's a reason why people fail. And it's because of factors like this that you don't hear people talking about enough. Everybody's always like calorie deficit and it does my fucking tits in. Like there, there, there should be a governing body for coaches and PTs, to be honest, because they sprout some shit. And uh, half the people listening to this are probably more clued in, uh, honestly, please like see if you see people like this on your social media giving out bad information just get rid of them um that's a little side rant there that we're not even going to go further into <laughs> um but yeah looking at that as a long term that right there could be uh literally straight away a 15 month game plan as to how you look at things over the, the time uh, and there are many 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 competent coaches out there that could easily help you um to get to that standpoint so you're never on your own even if it's a case of like you talk to a friend you have like an accountability group where you you, you egg each other on you share your progress with others i feel like these sort of journeys are always not only more beneficial but more fun when you have other people there when you have someone to share the wins with when you can have someone to pick up the losses uh and that is important to remember that this all sounds easy in theory but this does not come without its challenges both mental and both physical like it does take time and I think that just having that awareness up front is important. It's okay to not get things perfect. Not only that, it's expected for things to not get perfect. It's about how you conduct yourself and how you bounce back from these situations that's going to really get you to where you want to be. Um, so I feel like this was a podcast that was really worthwhile. Um, bit of a shorter one today, but we're just going to maybe... 
look over things a little bit more. So perhaps we could look at where would be a nice set point to start. So let's say you can get to October and you're in a nice place maintenance-wise. Where would I like to see you? And again, these are very generic numbers because person to person, male to male, female to female, it's going to be a little bit different. Guys, assuming, let's assume by the way, everybody here works out and they train hard and they eat well. That's got to be a given here, yeah? Guys, if I could see you up about 3,000 calories, if I could see you somewhere in the eight to 10,000 steps per day, doing somewhere from 40 to 60 minutes of cardio per week, I would treat that as a really nice set point to begin with. Obviously, the more heavily muscled you are, the stronger you are. I'd like to see those calories go a little bit higher, um, particularly off the back of a surplus. There's no reason why you couldn't be a lot closer to three and a half, four thousand 4,000 calories by the end of that um, to really put you in a nice place off the back of that. Um I've got guys that are on north of 4,000 calories and they're barely growing. It just it depends on the individual. Um, but that's a nice idea of where you could be right there. Uh, girls, I would like most, most to be north of 18, 1900, ideally closer to 2000. Um, I'd like to see, again, steps in the 8 to 10,000 and I'd, I'd like to see cardio 40 to 60 minutes a week. I don't really feel that there's a need to differentiate too much in output from guys to girls. It's going to be mainly down to the food intake. Obviously, they're very different builds. One has a lot more muscle, one's generally quite bigger. Therefore, their energy demands are going to be higher, which means more food. And that is one of the first and foremost obvious differences between um, set plans for men and women. Um, but there's no reason why you couldn't continue up that so again if we're looking at girls going into a surplus and i feel like the more advanced you are here the more this becomes key like if i've got a woman who's generally quite new to training um then i'd maybe be quite happy ending things at around about the 2000 mark give or take 100 maybe 150 whereas i've got experienced girls i've got girls that are strong they're up north of two and a half thousand um and that can be a really nice place to be uh and it's just understanding that it's delayed gratification and i feel like that's a really important phrase right there what you'd be doing in these phases is delayed gratification you're putting in the work now and you're not necessarily seeing a return you're not getting leaner you're not getting any new definition you're maintaining but you're not seeing the return for how much work you're putting in. But then you've got to think about what is the goal here? The goal is to be not only in the great shape, but feel in great shape. Dependent on the person after this, maybe you want to be able to maintain it. And I feel like this is particularly important if you do want to maintain. The points in these videos are so important if you want to maintain. If you're someone that's interested in, in, in almost bodybuilding per se, building muscle, then we can have periods of going up and down and stuff. Um, but you really need to pay attention to these factors and think about the long term. If you want to be able to maintain this in five years, it's probably not going to tidy up in six weeks, especially if you've been having trouble for five years before that, if that makes sense. Um, so... A really nice short and sweet one today. I really do hope that this has helped people. Um, these are all, as I say, very generalized concepts. Uh, we can't get too specific, unless I was to take a case study on here, which at some point I probably will. I know I keep saying it, but I do have a couple of guests lined up. It's just not linked up time-wise yet. Unless we have specific case studies in here, we can't really go through that. But these sort of generic guidelines should give you enough of an idea. Um, and if it is something you struggle with, my DMs are always open. Uh, I'd be happy upon a review of your goals and your, who you are as an individual to take you on to help with coaching. But remember that I'm not the only coach out there. If you need someone else, then there are other competent coaches out there. Get someone to help you with these things and plan out a long-term journey. So you always know month to month what you're doing, why you're doing it, where you're going, and that you know that you're going to get that return inevitably in the end. Um, so yeah, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Uh, hopefully that was a benefit. As always, questions, like I say, just DM me. Any shares are always mega appreciated. Um, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks.